Hey Body Science team, my name's Harriet Walker and I'm an accredited sports dietitian and this is episode one of the Body Science Active Lifestyle Academy podcast. So the podcast is designed to give you nutrition information on heaps of different topics so you can build a fitter, healthier and happier body. So a little bit about me, um, I'm an accredited sports dietitian, as I said before. I've done many years of study in the field of nutrition. So I've got an undergrad degree in human biology and human nutrition. So I know how the body works, the chemistry, all the physiology bits and pieces about the body. Um, I've also got a master's degree in nutrition and dietetics. So that means I can work in a clinical setting, but I currently choose to work with athletes, both um, we are weekend warrior, but also right up to elite level athletes. So this week on the Body Science Academy, Active Life Academy podcast, we're actually going to be starting with a really basic topic. Um, and this is one I like to talk about um, from a lot of different angles, but we're talking about how to build your fittest body. So each week I work with heaps of clients. Um, I have heard every, everything under the sun about building a healthier body. People have tried lots of different things. But one of the key things with building a healthier body is consistency. So what I want to work with my clients is on is finding those things that they're falling over in their own lifestyle. It doesn't really matter what you're doing as such and uh, if you can be consistent with it. So what we look at is going through their full lifestyle history and going, okay, what does this person sitting in front of me actually need to change? Because everything works. There's lots of different diets out there and believe you me, I have tried them. Um, but we need to find out what this person needs to do to make a change. So we'll cover lots of different topics within this podcast. Um, but to give you a bit, about, a bit of background about myself and my sporting background. So I've always been a rower. I worked um, at a boarding school in Wales coaching rowing all through school I was competing at rowing um, and then I got into surfboat rowing but I've also done a stint as a bodybuilder um, so I've competed in a pink shiny bikini on stage with those big plastic heels um, and been as lean as 10% body fat um, I've also done a little bit of crossfit I've done a little bit of powerlifting at the moment my gig is strong men strong woman competition so I like to lift heavy things but across all this information, I've not only been able to apply the sort of textbook information, but I've also learnt a lot of the ins and outs that you can only learn by doing. So the information that I provide in the podcast is not only evidence-based information that you can learn from and take away, but it's also the stuff that I learn when I'm working with people day to day. And that stuff's really important because it makes it real and it makes it sort of tailored to the person rather than the generic fad diet that is hot this week. So when it comes to building your best body, the tips I'm gonna talk about are evidence-based, but there's also a little bit of day-to-day know-how um, that I'm gonna throw in. So the first thing I wanna talk about is adding in before you take away. Very commonly when people start a diet, the first thing they do is take away too much. They get hungry, they get cranky, they've cut out carbs or they've cut out fruit or they've cut out some other specific food group. Um, and generally speaking, it 
can be done without the recommendation of a professional. Um, and this leaves a person on something that's unsustainable. So when I said everything works, as long as you can maintain it, this is really the key. When we cut out too much, anyone can do a, an eight week challenge or a 12 week challenge or whatever. Um, but the question I like to ask is what happened at week 13? What worked in that whatever diet you're doing and what didn't and why aren't you doing it any longer? So taking away is easy short term, but if it's too much too soon, it means that um, it's not gonna be sustainable. So I like to recommend that people add in. So what does that mean? Um, adding in more fruit, more vegetables. We know that I think it's 92% of Australians are not eating enough vegetables. People ask me all these tricky questions about, you know, the latest um, superfood or, uh, you know, how to backload their carbohydrates. And if I can ask them, um, are they eating enough vegetables? I get crickets. So one serve of vegetables is 75 grams or about a cup of salad. If you added in on a current diet of three serves of vegetables, if you added in another 150 gram of vegetables or two cups of salad, um, not only are you crowding out some of those less optimal foods, but it doesn't even matter if you're not taking anything away because vegetables are so low calorie, you're not gonna be boosting your energy intake by any significant amount and you're getting more nutrients. So it means that you're improving the quality of your diet before you've even pulled anything away. So vegetables are one thing that you can definitely add more in. Water, we kind of forget that we're 80% water. Um, and I know I'm an absolute sucker for it, um, leaving the house without a water bottle on a hot day and I get halfway through and I'm feeling a bit fuzzy. A lot of the time, lack of energy isn't just because you haven't eaten or sleep, slept properly. Um, dehydration can cause um, cognitive decline. So it can cause you to be a little bit fuzzy in your head. And I see this in athletes quite a bit. Um, and it's a really critical point when you're an athlete. But if you think about the everyday athlete, which is you going to work and getting through life, um, that's just as important as the elite level athlete. And water is so simple to add in. I sometimes flavor it. I might use like a, the green tea extract from Body Science, which is pretty yummy to make sure that water is a little bit more appealing. Or I just have a water ball with me. Um, some of my athletes, I'll actually get them to mark 250 mil increments so that they have got a goal to reach, you know, every couple of hours. Um, so adding in more water, adding in more sleep is another really important one. Because um, we know that when we're hungry, um, Sometimes it can be due to lack of energy and our body craving that energy. So we can actually circumnavigate this problem by actually getting the sleep that we need. Everybody's got different amounts of sleep that they need. Um, generally speaking, that seven to eight hours is optimal. But, um, you know, starting with an extra half an hour, so we're adding in before we take away anything else, um, is a really great way of building up that sleep as we go along. Even if it's 15 minutes every week, setting that clock back so you're building up your sleep hours is a really good way of doing it. Um, so adding in before you're taking away not only helps crowd out some of the less optimal foods, but even if you change to nothing else, you're actually hitting that fiber intake and that 
um, vegetable intake that we need to be hitting for good health generally. Um, another thing is moving more. So if you want to build your best body yet, exercise is fantastic and going to the gym on a regular basis is great. But these days, uh, we're all very sedentary. And I know when I'm in the office, I'm sitting down for up to eight hours without even moving. Um, and sedentary behavior is one of the key risk factors for a lot of different diseases. Um, and it's actually uh, undoes the benefits of that planned exercise that you've done. So I like to get people to thinking about how many steps they're taking per day, breaking up their day with movement blocks, um, even if it's walking to go get a coffee or going and taking a walking meeting, where we're adding in that little bit of extra exercise every day, we're adding in kilometers per week and across the year, that's gonna keep your body in good working order just as much as doing the planned exercise. And also what we wanna be making sure is that we're building lean muscle mass. So again, back to that question with what works, long-term, it needs to be about changing your body composition. So anyone can, you know, starve themselves to lose weight, but what kind of weight are you losing? Uh, if you're on a very low calorie diet, a lot of the time with people, they're cutting out too much energy and they're actually chipping into their lean body mass. Muscle is a metabolically active tissue. It requires energy to be built and also to be maintained. If you're starving yourself, you're eventually not only gonna be tapping into fat stores, you're actually gonna be also breaking down proteins because our body needs protein for other things less important than muscle, we'll start chipping into that lean muscle to service you know, hair, skin, nails, hormones, and all those other regenerative processes we need to do on a daily basis at the cost of our lean muscle mass. So I explain it like if I'm a 60 kilo female and I've got 20% muscle compared to the same 60 kilo female who's got 30% muscle, the chick with the 30% muscle gets to eat more food. Hurrah. So basically because she's got a higher lean muscle mass, she her metabolic rate has gone up because that tissue is metabolically active. Our body's basal metabolic rate or BMR is increased. And what we get is long-term, our body is, is burning hotter. So, um, we can reduce our calories and get any kind of weight loss, or we can be a little bit more targeted with the approach that we take to reducing calories, create a small energy deficit, and actually um, optimize our body's ability to increase lean muscle mass. You also need the stimulus to increase lean muscle mass. So obviously resistance training is gonna be your best bet to increasing lean muscle mass. Um, so, I mean, I love weights training and I encourage all my clients, males, females, um, to get into the gym and start, you know, get a program, get a personal trainer, get comfortable with a barbell and actually start to work on increasing lean muscle mass. Um, 
people can freak out a little bit when they say, you know, weights and, uh, you know, it's, it's stereotypical. Not all girls are going to get scared of doing weights these days. I think we're all a little bit more, you know, educated on the benefits of doing weights. But I can tell you, I've been trying to put on lean muscle for about 10 years now. Um, and I'm probably only just starting to look like I go to the gym. So, I mean, for, for females out there, um, you know, putting on a little bit of lean muscle mass isn't going to make you big and bulky. It's actually going to make you look better naked, which is always, you know, that's a win. Um, especially for women who are sort of, as they get older, increasing lean muscle mass and building a healthier, fitter body is actually going to assist with maintaining a healthy weight as well. I know once women get past sort of a, you know, mid thirties, early forties and beyond, um, I hear it a lot that they have trouble um, losing weight or maintaining weight and no matter what they do, no matter how many calories they cut, um, they, they can't seem to maintain that lean muscle mass or that, that um, healthy weight, sorry. Um, and so getting into the gym and actually not only does it build confidence and strength, um, we're actually changing that body composition for it to be um, more optimal. Um, there's lots of great studies on women postmenopausal or perimenopausal, increasingly in muscle mass, increasing that metabolic rate and actually being more successful with weight loss and maintaining a healthy weight than the women who are just doing the cardio exercise. So um, look, it doesn't matter how old you are, I've met plenty of um, older people in their 60s and 70s still throwing a barbell around. So I would really actively encourage people to increase that lean muscle mass for long-term um, body composition improvement. And yeah, so there's a few really basic things that we can do um, that we've discussed in the podcast today. So I suppose some of the key takeaways is focus on what you can have rather than what you can't have. We wanna make sure that we're adding in, we're crowding out those less optimal foods. We're creating volume by having lots of low processed foods, increasing our um, fruits and vegetables and water and those high fiber, nutrient-rich foods. Um, we want to make sure that we're moving more, um, not just planned exercise. We want to have the um, incidental exercise, increase that, aiming for um, that sort of 10,000 steps a day. If you can do more, don't stop at 10,000, keep going, break up your workday um, and get those steps in. And finally, um, increasing lean muscle mass. And this is from anyone from, you know, 16 upwards, get under a barbell, get comfortable, get yourself a program um, and start learning about weights training. So this is podcast number one for the Body Science Active Lifestyle Academy. Um, each week we'll be covering a different topic. If you have a topic that you want to find out more about or if you've got any questions, make sure you get in contact. Follow us on Instagram, like our posts, make sure to share it with your friends. If there's a topic that you've heard about and you think someone needs to know about it, be sure to share and be active on social media. Otherwise, um, thanks for listening in and be sure to tune in for the next podcast where we will be covering another nutrition-related topic.